T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. I can't believe you played that role. Did you hear me queuing it up? You did? That's so funny. That just to me speaks of a whole another time and place. It's just so electric. It just breaks through everything, doesn't it? What's funny is I dubbed it quick, and I guess Roland heard me doing it, so he had it ready to play. But I only got one side of it somehow. I don't know how that happened, pulling it off of YouTube. Listen. Where'd it go? But the drums come in on the other side. That's Joe Walsh, man. Just different times where that kind of music could exist, where that could be coming out of your radio while you're driving around in a, in a whatever, whatever your car was, your first car was. How about that, that murder trial? Talk about a rock and roller. Man, there's a rock and roller with a rotted brain. That guy, that guy. He deserves to go to prison for a long, long time. Life is not long enough, I don't think, for Alex Murdoch. I don't get the pronunciation of his of his name, but what a what a sicko. Killed his own kid? Can you imagine how demented he was? Demented, I'll tell you. We're gonna play rants and talk you know how we do the rants we take well it's friday that's why we're doing them now and the last hour we've got to order up and uh, next hour we'll have one of our young people one of our young 
libertarian type, actually no government types. And uh, we'll talk to Craig in East Hampton right now, if that's all right with you, Craig. Hey there. Hey, thanks a lot for taking my call. No prob. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies were talking, and uh, we've seen them all. But the concert that we thought was the best, mm -hmm. hands down, was Blue Oyster Cult. Really? What year was this? And, uh, I don't know, back in the late 70s, early mm -hmm. 80s. Mm -hmm. um, but when they played uh, Godzilla, we thought the roof was going to fall down. <laughs> Do you oh, remember that funny. band? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. You know, I was a DJ at my college radio station in the 70s, and and uh, they were part of the mix. So I remember them from that. And then they had, I don't know, late 70s, they had a hit. What was that hit of theirs? I don't remember, but they were, you know, once again, they used to bring the house down. That's funny. So anyway. And, and were, they, were they... A good band, or were they just a noisy band? Uh, I think they were good. You know, they had their times. Um, but my question to you is, what would you put together as the best rock band? You mean In uh, other words, assembling the, uh, the members? Yes. In other words, I'd say like Mitch Mitchell on drums. Uh-huh. Uh, Eddie Van Halen on lead because I think they could gel. You know, I'm not just saying that, uh, you know, the the best of the best. But, but you're saying they, who would actually make yeah. a good band, even if they don't know each yeah. other. Yeah. Don't Fear the Reaper is the song I was thinking of. Well, I'm, I'm going to get off the phone. And I'm, I'm interested to uh, hear what you have to say. I'm interested to hear what I, I have to say, too, because I have no idea what it's going to be. But, Craig, thank you for the call. It's good to hear from you. No, actually, I don't. I, I can't even think that way. I don't think that way. I'm not about the individual players so much. I mean, certain people I am because, you know, like people I saw. But it's really more for me about the bands, like what makes a band work. Because bands are such complex things, and they've been through such times. You, normally, they've been through tough times together, and it took them a lot to get to become what they were. So there's a unique bond and a unique experience, generally, of kids coming out of maybe poor areas and, and working their way up, having a dream and working their way up. Hey, Todd. Tim in Litchfield, Connecticut. I've got a little question for you. I'm, I'm not that bright of a person, but I would certainly like to know why this hero pay, um, uh, the group that's dealing with it is from the UK. I just find it just another interesting, interesting Connecticut boondoggle. Quite amazing. Name of the... Uh, Listen, the place is, uh, listen to this. This is good. Public Consulting Group, UK Limited, Smithy Brook Road, 1 Smithy Court, Lancashire, United Kingdom. Thanks, Ned. You know what the best part of this is, though? Listen to the beginning again. Hey, Todd. This is 
Tim in Litchfield, Connecticut. I've got a little question for you. I'm, I'm not that bright of a person, but I would. <laughs> you can't say you're not that bright. That's brilliant. What a brilliant thing to say. Barbara and Avon. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Todd. You guys talking about best? You know, I came in sort of late on this. Are you talking about the best bands you've ever seen, or the best entertainment, no, or something? We were. There was just a question on this website about if the if the Rolling Stones aren't the best rock band ever, who is? So I asked that to Shattuck a couple, uh, you know, an hour and a half ago, and oh, that became okay. that that's kind of sparked because it's just fun to talk about rock and roll, you know. Yeah. What yeah. did you want to say about music? Oh, well, I just, I thought people were talking about the, the most memorable or best concerts they've ever seen. Yeah, so go ahead. Well, uh, James Brown, 1964 in New Orleans. Wow, that must have been pretty It was wild. the best show I've ever seen, and I've seen just about everybody, except for, I didn't go to see all the Rolling Stones, because I just don't care, but... Um, Janis you know, Joplin? I've seen, nine inch, I've seen yeah, Janis Joplin. Jimmy Hendrix, uh, um, Stevie Wonder, Shaka Where Khan. Where do you see Hendrix? Check, uh, tex, uh, uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh-huh. Wow, that must have been pretty um, profound. Amazing. The, the Yardbirds. I could go on and on, but still, James Brown was the best. That's pretty... That's a big thing. Sorry, we're getting wicked breakup on your line, Barbara, but thank you for the call. That's amazing. Isn't it? 860-522-9842. Rant line number 860-751-4698. Quick break. We'll talk more. Play some more rants. Coming up on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show. Live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, it's WTIC. Let me play a couple rants, and we'll get to our phone calls, okay? We've got a lot of phone calls. Hey, Todd. This is Tim in Litchfield, Connecticut. I've got a little question for you. I'm, I'm not that bright of a person, but I would certainly like to know why. Yes, yes, I played that one already. You're right. You're right. I did. Frank from Windsor. Faithful listener, love the show, but by the end of the week... Calls like George in your free education at Tufts is just tough to handle. Maybe three hours of order up should be on the menu. Wasn't that a treat, that call? Come on. Well, Joe is at it again. His choice for labor secretary is an illegal rights advocate. This will give Joe the chance to flood the workforce with illegals if she's confirmed. Now, FBI agents have come out to say they wanted to close the Trump document probe, but the Department of Justice and FBI leaders pushed for a raid, just like Garland is going after pro-life supporters. But Joe could laugh while discussing the fentanyl deaths of a mother's two sons. Absolutely disgusting, Joe. Close the border. Uh, wild story there, hey, too. If yep. we're going to find a way to exonerate witches from the 17th century, uh, then I suppose we're going to have to issue some murder warrants. Let's get going on that. Nope, nope. It's only about exonerating people in the past so everybody can have kumbaya moments and ignore the crimes of the present. Hello, Tom. This is the Money Monster. 
I come to take your money. Om nom 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 nom. Give me money. Om nom nom nom. Give me more money. Om nom nom. I'm the money monster. Om nom nom. That's great. Thank you so much for doing that. About four years ago, I was on this. Uh, I was on the warp path trying to get somebody to do a, a money monster. You know, like the Cookie Monster, the Democrats. I was calling Jolly Ned the Money Monster, I think, and I, I believe that's what motivated that. I'm not sure. All right, let's uh, let's take a couple of phone calls. Steve, hello there. What's on your mind, sir? Hi there. Um, you you had a guy call before talking about Blue Oyster Cult being the best concert ever. Yep. I've got one that'll beat that. Mm-hmm. This was back in the summer of 1974. Thanks to my brother who had musical connections, I was able to get a ticket to this one with him. Uh, This was at Roosevelt Raceway, and it started at noon. There were about 70,000 people there, to give you an idea. The the first act was Jesse Colin Young and the Youngbloods. Very good group. And they played till 2 o'clock, and then the Beach Boys came on. They played till 4 o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> then Tom Scott and the L.A. Express came on and played for 15 minutes, and then they were joined by their singer for the day, which was Joni Mitchell. Wow. Sounded good so far. Yeah. Well, they played till 6 o'clock, and then they had a half an hour break, and then, get this, the main attraction came on. Okay. Which was Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. They played from 6.30 till 11.30 at night, and the crowd was just insane. Really good, good vibes everywhere. And then, after the crowd called them back for an encore, they played mm-hmm. one score for an hour and a half. They <laughs> jammed Carry On. That was probably all they knew. Steve, that's a great story. <laughs> yep, it was, a, it was a great day. Thank you for sharing that, Steve. Appreciate it. It's good to hear from you. Mark in West Hartford. Hey, Mark. Hey, Todd, maybe you got to do an hour on music. I know. Hey, um. So how about this? How about I blow people away with something they could see fresh and new? I want okay. everybody to YouTube the Balkan Brothers, B-A-L-K-U-N. They come out of West Hartford. The one brother, Nick, is the drummer. Steve is probably in the top three guitarists I've ever seen in my life. And I'm a Yes fan, so I'm mm-hmm. a Steve Howe guy. So for me to say that, I got, I've, I've seen them all. I'm 63. I've seen these guys live, and they will blow you away. They sometimes have a guest who's a friend that plays the sax. But if you just see these two brothers alone, go on YouTube, watch the Art Street in Hartford live um, appearance. That'll give you a little taste. And they, they come around. They tour nationally. If it was 20, 30 years ago, they would be – they would be known all over the place and get a lot of airplay, but those days are gone. You know that. There's no it ain't rock the rock and roll anymore. era anymore. So it's the Balkan and, Brothers, B-A-L-K-U-N, right? Please don't miss them. For those of you in the area, I know they're coming to Arch, like I said, in May. Look up. They're, they're in Massachusetts. But in, they don't tour frequently, but do not miss these guys. And if you can't make it, watch the YouTube videos. Watch, well, everybody's going to start with the, the YouTube video. There you go. Watch Steve. Look up when the levee breaks. Since we were talking about Led Zeppelin, yep. he plays when the levee breaks on a dobro. It, 
It's unbelievable to see him do it live, but just watch it. All right, Mark, God, gotta go. You're going to enjoy it. Thank Goodbye. you for that. Appreciate it. How about that? Hey, Todd, I hope our friend Don is listening. He called and asked where the PTOs are, uh, you know, in the conversation related to curriculum. And oh, yeah, that's Mark. We, can, we just talked to Mark. We can skip over that one, huh? Can't we? Yeah, hi, Todd. This is the great American patriot. and Message erased. Message erased. Next message. I see. You deleted it. My my tape was too hot before, huh? This is producer Mike. Actually, wait, no. Let me start over. <laughs> let me hang up and start over. That's an outtake from producer Mike after he moved to Dallas, Texas, year year plus ago, year and a half. All right, we're gonna break. We are gonna break for news. Right now on WTIC. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rent right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. WTIC on a Friday. Maybe we have to do more rock and roll Fridays. Everybody likes talking this stuff. Greg, hi. Hey, uh, talking best concerts ever been to. Uh, yeah. Mine was hands down Prince. Oh, Prince must have been amazing to see live. He was incredible. I saw him on the musicology tour in 04 at the Hartford Civic Center, and he just seemed so at home on the stage. Um, and you want to talk about amazing guitar players? I think he's just totally underrated. I don't. Everybody thinks he's amazing, though. 
Yeah, but I think he is, but I think he could deserve even more appreciation for what he did, or could do on the guitar. <laughs> and he was such an amazing innovator. Thank you for that, Greg. Good to hear from you. James in Windsor, hi. Hey, how you doing? Um, a lot of things. I one time um, sat in the, um, you know, where the production booth where they record the shows. It was the Simon and Garfunkel at Central Park. I don't know if you remember that. Um, the Simon and Garfunkel in Central Park. You sat in where yeah. they recorded it. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's when they recorded it, and uh, they had it look like a rooftop. The, the scenery was like a rooftop, mm-hmm. and it was Simon and Garfunkel in Central Park in the baseball field area. So that was really cool. And uh, at 14 years old, I personally met Jimi Hendrix. Did you? Oh, you told me this story once before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, back in 1972, we 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 were uh, working in a Harlem UFAC, um, uh project, like cl- cleaning uh, the parking lots and uh, removing graffiti. And they said, "Hey, we're going to meet this guy that plays guitar real good." Yeah. I have no clue. I was 14. Yeah. I'm standing there, and he's standing right next to me. He taps me on the shoulder. He says, "Hey, kid, what's your name?" And I said, "James." He said he called me Jimmy. And so I said, "Really?" He said, "James, what kind of music you like?" I like looked at him like soul man. And he said, "I play soul." I said, "You do?" He said, "You don't know who I am." And I said, "I'm gonna gonna be honest with you, <laughs> I don't know you." So he said, "You keep listening to soul music and you hear my music." And he went to shake my hand, and I extended my right hand, and he's a left hand guitarist. So I kind of thought that was kind of odd that he used his left hand when I used my right. But then well, again, he was an odd I, guy. Well, I took they took a picture of me standing next to him in a Harlem circulated newspaper. And, um, you know, I'm standing there waving to him. And, you know, we he, he was very, very nice. And the next day, my brother's friends come running to me with a, with a the Harlem. It was called Amsterdam. It was a Harlem circulated newspaper. Uh-huh. I'm on the front page next to Hendrix. And uh, he says, my friend, my brother's friend, Alan, said, hey, James, you uh, know Hendrix? And I'm going, who? And he showed me the cover. He said, you a-hole, you're talking to Jimi Hendrix. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I met him. So that was very cool. And then they showed it when he died. That was the same year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, All I right, had- James, thanks for sharing that story once again. Good to talk with you. 860-522-9842. Michael Leibowitz joins us now. Lebo, how you doing? I'm doing great, Todd. How about yourself? No, a little more pep in your step, please. I thought there was plenty of pep. I no, don't know you're you were wrong. About. No, I, I don't think so. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you just have a high energy level, so you're anticipating extreme energy, and when it's not there, not extreme. I just want you to sound like you're happy to be here, not like we oh, just interrupted happy. you while you were doing your sit-ups. <laughs> no, because I called you, so you couldn't have interrupted me. All right, if that's how you want to be, you want to quibble with details. I do want to quibble with detail, yes. And I want to quibble with a lot more as well. Good. Go ahead. Well, I I posted something this morning on Facebook, because that's kind of like my thing now. I post all over the place. You're the social media hound, huh? Yes. And I posted that I want to smash the Overton window. Mm -hmm. And the Overton window is, for those who don't know, probably most people do, but it's basically the realm of acceptable Top policy topics in politics, the, the, the only things that you can really talk about. Set, it seems to me, by the so-called gatekeepers who decide these things. And it just seems to me that that's how they keep their monopoly on power. That, you know, that's what they do is 
they limit the range of discussion and then they make themselves sound on either side as if they're renegades or rebels when they stray slightly from the mainstream, but they're really not going anywhere and nothing ever gets accomplished and the powerful stay powerful and everyone else gets screwed. Well, except the definition, I think, is supposed to mean what the general public considers to be the acceptable policy positions. And and that's kind of an organic thing that is manipulated by the media and by, you know, I'm sure the forces that be are always working on changing our perception of it, which is what the whole, um, you know, calling Republicans anti-science and stuff like that, that's designed to... Uh, to eliminate certain ideas. But the I think even if that manipulation didn't exist, the Overton window is still a legitimate concept, which is that in normal daily life, certain things are considered acceptable ideas and others aren't, right? Well, the, the problem is, is I think you kind of just sent us off on a goose chase by saying, aren't there things that sh- basically should be not acceptable to talk about? And I think well, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm just saying it's a legitimate concept that there is a there is a social sense of. Of course, what, it's legitimate uh, that certain subjects are off to off. You know, you, you can't talk about them. What I'm saying is that currently the topics that are out of the realm of discussion, there's a lot of topics that should be in that realm. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. So that's what the Overton window is. And I I don't think most people know what it is, so I'm glad you redefined it. So what did you want to say about it? Well, it's just if you when you turn on the news or any political talk show and the types of discussions they have, you never hear anything but fluff, in my view. There's no serious discussions about the nature of government, what should government oh, do. Oh, everything is stupid on TV. Yeah, and, and that's kind of my point. And, and I think there's a lot of topics that need to be discussed, especially if you actually want to fix problems. One of my biggest, uh, I guess, bugaboos would be the word here that I'm looking for, the technical term. In Connecticut, for instance, is we have this the state employee pensions that are just out of control that we owe, well, that the state owes. And it's like you can't talk about renegotiating these things. And people, I think, put out a false sort of dynamic when they say, well, we owe this money, we've made an agreement, and so we have to pay it. That's not at all how I look at the subject. All right, tell us how you look at it. I was hoping you'd ask. Well, first of all, the way that I look at it is this, is Thomas Jefferson and Thomas Paine had a saying that the earth belongs to the living. And what they meant by that was that it's simply beyond the bounds of ethics for one generation to bind another generation. But in the case of these pensions, that's exactly what happens is one generation of people makes these laws and hires these people and ends up binding the hands of future generations to pay for them. First of all, it's unethical because the people that are going to end up footing the bill haven't agreed to it. But as far as the people who take those agreements, how much do we really owe to people who have accepted those types of terms? For instance, if you and I decided to go do a robbery – but then you decided, you know what, it's wrong for me to do that robbery. I'm not going to do it. Are you bound by your word to do the unethical thing? And I don't think that we should be. I think that those people knew what they were getting into. They accepted terms that were unethical, and we, we should re- renegotiate those at the very least. Well, I'm not sure. You're you're talking about the, the recipients of the benefits that were given under these agreements, right? 
Yes. The workers. But but I don't yeah. know that, you know, sometimes you're just sometimes you're part of a corrupt thing, whether you bear responsibility for it or not. For example, you know, when uh, when Madoff, when when his house cards came tumbling down and the people who had um, taken money out of their accounts when there was money before the collapse, the people who were trying to make everybody whole as best they could were clawing back against people who had already gotten their, who had taken their money out so they weren't harmed as badly by the collapse, whereas people who just left their money in, um, you know, they lost everything. So so they were clawing money back from people Madoff had given money to because they, they were saying essentially that it was unfair for those people to have that money. It wasn't that those people did anything wrong is the point I'm trying to make. But they were part of they they were just unfortunately part of something that was corrupt. I don't know that it's fair to say everybody who's a state worker or somehow a recipient of those benefits is culpable and and they should have known. But they are responsible, I think, for taking some hits because it's a slimy, smelly situation that undermines our democracy and undermines our our way of life you know and it was a way of rigging our our system so that the idea of having a representative government doesn't even work so i think those people can take their lumps and and uh, that that has to happen todd i've listened patiently here and i gotta tell you i think you're dead wrong and the reason that i think your analogy doesn't hold up is this do or do not State employees, when they take their job, understand that their salaries are financed by view of ta- by virtue of taxation. Well, they surely do that. They surely do that. Do they not know that their pensions are going to be paid for by future taxpayers? Yes. Okay. So if taxation is robbery, which I think it's pretty clear that it is, and they know that their paychecks are going to be paid for by robbery – and if we're not able to bind future generations and they know that their pensions are being paid by binding future generations, then I don't see how they aren't culpable. And I'm well, not saying that they, they don't know that taxation, they don't know no, no, or no. agree that taxation is theft. Well, well, that's that's wonderful. So I know a lot of guys who committed robberies and ended up in prison and they, they would have loved that. No, have but that. we don't even we don't. That's not even agreed upon on a civilization level like well, that's just because it's not agreed upon doesn't make it so. And that's not really my point. Isn't isn't to say they're these horrible people. I don't think they are for the very reasons you're identifying. What I'm saying is that they they're culpable enough to the point where not paying out the full benefits to them wouldn't be a moral atrocity. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, I and and I agree with you just on the on the basis that there was a crime committed. And, and the crime was committed by the politicians, in my mind. We're talking to Lebo, Michael Lebowitz. Quick break. We'll talk more coming up on WTIC. Problem. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Of course, Lebo, I'm not sure why we're having this argument. What's the point of this conversation? The point of this conversation is that if we actually want to make change for the better in this country and in this state, we have to move beyond the realm of what's currently acceptable for political discourse and political policy. Mm -hmm. And? 
how does this part of that conversation, why is that um, relevant? Because if, if the topic is how do we move past the crimes that were committed against the taxpayers in the state by the plunder of the relationship between the government and the uh, unions they created as a device to steal money from the future effectively and from future generations, I would say we should just make the point that we a crime was committed and we've got to get the money back and make the state whole. Well, I agree with you that, that that's the principle involved. The problem is, is that the majority of people don't see it that way, which is why we've got to smash the Overton window and make that part of the discussion. Exactly oh, well, I agree, but I think your point is the toughest one to convince anyone of, whereas you can just say, look, this money was robbed from us. A crime was committed against us. This was an inside deal where the Democrats created public sector unions in order to rob us. And they've been committing this crime against humanity for decades. And now there's billions and billions of dollars that can't be paid. We've got to find a way out of it. And we're okay, going to find I'm, I'm with you. Okay, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not wedded to any particular way of making the argument. My only point is that we have to start having these discussions. We have to make them acceptable to have. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, those things all have to be on the table. And I'm not talking about cutting back a little bit. I'm talking about abolishing them. Public schools, we need to talk about getting rid of them, getting rid of the minimum wage. These are things that most people couldn't even conceive of, and they're things that I think are vital if we're ever going to have a thriving society, and we need to start talking about them. That's true. I do think, though, that there is a strategy to being able to have those conversations, and that would be to start with the, the which of those are the most easily achieved in terms of convincing people and using a and using those easy e easiest ones to open people's eyes to thinking differently cuz when you when you hit people upside the head with the uh, the toughest argument to take on one of the toughest issues then you might lose them altogether whereas i think okay. if you started with say minimum wage is really something that we should be able to convince our fellow man is is bad in every way like, there's no way that minimum wage is good it's just bad across the board. It denies young people job opportunities. It denies poor people job opportunities that they're not qualified that they are qualified for. But it pushes the uh, the the money the money up so high that there's more qualified people who step in front of them and take them. And you know, it just makes a mess of so many things that if, if people have just never heard the discussion. So I think that's a really strong one for that argument you're making because people are are so lacking in the experience of hearing a, a good conversation on those issues. I'm with you, and I think that that's great. You've just launched the movement to abolish the minimum wage in the state of Connecticut. Oh, I think absolutely. we need to really get going with this. Let's really take off, like similar to no tolls. Get rid of the minimum wage. I think that in and of itself would create a, a nice little economic uptick in the state, just getting <laughs> rid of the minimum wage. And, and how about a freedom uh, index? We need a, like a thermometer that shows the level of freedom. And if you got rid of something like that, that's a big, it's a big spike for freedom in the state. Yeah, I'm all for it, Todd. Let's, let's do it. Let's start really hunkering down on these discussions of uh, getting rid of the minimum wage. 
All right. Any idea? Are there any groups that campaign to eliminate minimum wage? You know, Um, there's the Feinberg Leibowitz group that just began. How do we combine those two names into one that's pithy and catchy? I don't know. We, the two of us don't exactly have the most attractive of last names. No. So. I like Lebowitz a lot better than Feinberg, though. That's only because Feinberg's been your last name, so it's already grading on you. <laughs> no, I think Lebo, Lebo has a great nickname of Lebo, and I like the three syllables. It's more lyrical. That's my well, review. What's wrong with well, I guess we can't. Maybe we call you Finey? What do you think? Fine. That's what, when I was a kid, my brother was called Finey, my older brother, and they called me Little Finey, his friends. I always liked that nickname. It didn't stick for long, but I liked being called Little Finey. Of course, right. when I grew well, up, it I'll, didn't work so well. Maybe I'll call you Little Finey from now on. At any rate, <laughs> we, we now have the movement, and we got to get it in full swing. Let's get rid of this minimum wage in the state. All right, Levo. All right, Todd. Have a great weekend, and thanks for having me on. How do we find your Facebook page? All you got to do is go Facebook and look up Michael Leibowitz, and there I am. But aren't there like 3,500 Michael Leibowitzes? Um, I don't think there's that many Michael Leibowitzes, no. no. All righty. And they're sure to know it's me, you know, once they see the picture of me at TIC. I don't think right. there's 35 oh, yeah. Michael Leibowitzes doing that. <laughs> that is true. Lebo, have a great weekend. You too. Bye, Todd. Thanks for being here. That's Michael Leibowitz. 25 years at the can. He's three months out, making great things happen, as we will continue to do during this radio show. Right now, we're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. It's Friday. That means there could be exciting things happen on the road, or things that aren't exciting if you're sitting in traffic, but I mean are noteworthy. So, Mark Christopher, fill us in, sir. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.